Arizona State has said they're going to kind of go with the NFL mold of running their football program there, kind of a GM type of a situation. And and, scout, and it, the way they explained it was more NFL-like than college-like. We'll see. We love Herm. I think Herm will do a great job. I know there are people, Mike, that are like, he's been out of the off the field for a long time. They don't understand the hire. There's the connection with the AD and Herm uh, from the NFL. The AD was was his agent. who was He was the agent for a number of coaches. But I have no doubt that parents are going to love this guy in the in the in their living rooms talking to their kids and kids are going to love playing for him and I don't think there's any doubt he could win. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil show. I am Anthony Totri. I am sorry about the jump scare for a lot of ASU fans with that ESPN clip of Golic talking a little bit about Herm Edwards, but that's what we're going to do a little bit on today's show. We are going to ask the age-old question, what if December 3rd, 2017, never happened for Ray Anderson in Arizona State? What if Herm Edwards was never the coach at Arizona State? What would that have done for the Ray Anderson tenure? We're going to get into that. We're going to get into our Pac-12 power rankings. We missed them last week. We're going to be back on track this week, and we've definitely got some movement, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Not to mention Arizona State back at practice today ahead of their meeting with a top 10 team in the Oregon Ducks. Who's going to be playing quarterback? We have an update on QB1, Jaden Rashada, the potential that ASU fans might see QB1 back on the field. Before we get into the discussion about everything under the sun as it relates to Tempe and Arizona State, hit that like button, guys. We appreciate everybody hopping on, whether they're listening on audio from their drive home or on their way to work, or if you are doing us a solid and watching live, hit that like button. Also, do us a solid. Go to gophnx.com. Become a diehard today because you're going to get access to some amazing content that we have, weekly newsletters, also, you're going to be in our diehard discords. I'll tell you what, when Ray Anderson resigned yesterday, that ASU diehard discord was popping. Not to mention, when you become a diehard, you are also going to get one free t-shirt. Guys, are you kidding me? Have you seen the merch that we have at the Go PHNX locker? Not to mention, we got a new Corbin Carroll shirt. Guys, definitely head over to gophnx.com, the locker. Go get yourself a PHNX shirt, whether that be the Diamondback shirt, Maybe you want to pick up the new Phoenix Rising shirt. Congratulations to them for winning the cup. There is plenty of merch that we have for you guys. Definitely go check that out. Again, today, though, the age-old question, what if Arizona State would have never hired Herm Edwards? What would we be talking about right now? Donald and Chad, God, what a terrible interview of the Herm hire. I can't lie. I was completely on board. Yeah, let's let's talk about it, guys. The Herm Edwards hire in 2017 was a polarizing move. There were people that were definitely on the side of, I'm here for this experiment. And then there were other people who saw the immediate connection to Ray Anderson, and they were like, I don't know about this. So again, what if ASU never went in that direction? What if Ray never picked up the phone and called Herman Edwards for the position at Arizona State? Well, some of the guys that were also being considered, Kevin Sumlin, we knew how that turned out. For the Arizona Wildcats, Charlie Strong, who at the time was the head coach of South Florida. Again, there are some potential names on here that really tick me off that Arizona State didn't go after because the position that the Sun Devils would be in now would be drastically different. We're going to get into some of the better hires. Derek Mason was the head coach at Vanderbilt at the time, a Phoenix native, Northern Arizona graduate. That could have definitely been an option. Derek Mason ended up going on to become the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State for a few seasons. Jimmy Lake. He was another potential candidate, the co-defensive coordinator and DB coach at Washington. He was a rising star at the time. Pep Hamilton, an assistant head coach and passing game coordinator at Michigan. Pep Hamilton has since had some ridiculous success in the NFL. Uh, And then Herm Edwards was obviously an option. I'm going to read you this bio, okay? This bio from AZ Central kind of outlining candidates. And this is what this little, little blog had to say about Herm Edwards. Edwards, 63, is an outside-the-box candidate, but in some ways he makes sense. For one, he has history with Anderson, who was his agent during his NFL head coaching days. Also, he seems to fit the, quote, CEO coach Anderson described in Sunday's news conference, someone who would be okay 
with retaining ASU's offensive and defensive coordinators. The drawbacks, of course, are obvious. Edwards hasn't coached since 2008, and he hasn't been in the college game since 1989. I think at that point, all you had to do was read that little paragraph to tell you that Herm Edwards was not the man for this job. You could have even opted to go with some of the assistants. Maybe not Phil Bennett, but Billy Napier. Look where Napier is at now, the head coach of Florida. Or the candidate who, in my mind, would have set Arizona State up to be a dominant program. The one, the only, Mike Norvell, who at the time was the head coach of Memphis. Now, I just read you Herm Edwards' little paragraph. How about I read you Mike Norvell's bio, okay? And you tell me which coach you would have taken. Quote, it's taken the former ASU offensive coordinator just two seasons to become one of football's hottest young coaches. Norvell, 36, already has popped up as potential candidate for several jobs, some of which haven't even opened. A strong recruiter, Norvell, probably would do well no matter where he goes. The obvious question, Norvell learned under Graham at Tulsa, Pittsburgh, and ASU, would he want to coach at the school that fired his mentor? Well, maybe you should have called to find out because Kenny Dillingham was on that staff. Now imagine if in 2023, Mike Norvell is the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils and the offensive coordinator, the number two, is Kenny Dillingham. Who knows if that would be where Kenny was at this time in this alternate scenario, but from an ASU fan perspective, you got to figure you're in a better position, right? You have to figure at this point, everything that happens as it relates to football, ASU fans probably wouldn't have been as ticked off at Ray Anderson as they are here in 2023, okay? That is seriously, at a certain point, what you have to realize is that Yes, Ray Anderson did things across the board that people weren't happy with, that ASU fans weren't happy with as it relates to the whole situation with the basketball program and Title IX stuff, right? Or how it relates to maybe retaining some of the volleyball coaches prior to the one that they currently have or losing Trisha Ford, right? Yes, there are those things that people and ASU fans absolutely hate. But what is always going to be tied to Ray Anderson for as long as he walks earth is Herm Edwards. And it's because of that day, December 3rd, 2017, the hire that really set ASU fans off, right? You either loved it, you hated it. So again, what if that hire never would have happened? Well, let's look at that ASU team right after Herm was hired, right? This is back in 2018, his first season. They went 7-6, and six and they lost the Las Vegas Bowl. Okay, what about 2019? Well, they went 8-5, and five and they had a win in the Sun Bowl, everybody's favorite. 2020, 2-2, two and two, no bowl game. Obviously, COVID changed things up, and we know at that point, that's when things started to really turn for the worse for Herm Edwards and Arizona State. The NCAA investigation would ultimately stem off of that based off of the recruiting allegations and the rule violations that were suspected to go on um, in Tempe, and then 2021, that team went eight and five. They again lost the Las Vegas Bowl, and then in 2022, Herm Edwards went one and two, and they ultimately fired him midseason um, after an embarrassing loss. The investigation and stuff had still been going on, and let's be real, Herm Edwards had lost pole in Tempe for a while after Jaden Rashada, or not Jaden Rashada, after Jaden Daniels had transferred. Um, and several other talented Sun Devils had transferred. It felt like there was a disconnect between Herm and Ray and the fan base, right? It felt like this team, this program was always going to be here, and nobody ever really knew at the time what was going to come of that NCAA investigation. So yes, Herm Edwards had some solid seasons. 2019, 8-5, a win in the Sun Bowl. That's a win. That's a win of a year, right? Okay, what about 2021? Eight and five, they lost the Las Vegas Bowl. Yes, but they're going to bowl games. Throughout that time, at a certain point, 2021, they had got up to 18 in the AP Top 25. Or in 2019, they had got up to 17 in the AP Top 25. Or 2018, they got 23 in the AP Top 25, right? So yes, there were certainly points where Ray Anders, or where, where Herm Edwards did what he needed to do for the football program. But at the end of the day, and I was having this conversation off camera, Herm Edwards left Arizona State in a far worse position after than when he got here. He destroyed this program. 
And who gave him the keys to do that? Ray Anderson, his good buddy. Again, on December 3rd, 2017, Ray Anderson signed his death warrant for Arizona State in the way that ASU fans would look at him forever, right? At that moment when he hired his friend and on the way out, instead of just saying, hey, we fired him like everybody wanted, they opted to say that he stepped down or that there was a resignation, right? And then still cut him a check on the way out. That, again, is why ASU fans will never, ever respect Ray Anderson as long as they live. Why? Because instead of doing right by the fan base that Ray Anderson was supposed to be loyal to, he opted to allow his friend to save face, cut him a multi-million dollar check so that he could go back to his cushy job at Network TV at ESPN, while the players on this Arizona State team, while the fans for this Arizona State team, while the new coaching staff of this Arizona State team has to deal with the consequences of Herm Edwards' actions. And again, who gave Herman Edwards the keys to destroy the Arizona State football program? It was none other than the now former athletic director, Ray Anderson. So if Arizona State would have hired Mike Norvell, who knows where Arizona State would be at. But I can tell you, now that hindsight's 2020, that was the right hire. Look what he's doing at Florida State, a team that seems to be destined for the college football playoff, a team that's been able to consistently grow, that's been able to get back on the map, right? Arizona State should have hired Mike Norvell at the time. Instead, they opted to hire Ray Anderson's buddy in Herm Edwards, and it cost Ray Anderson his job now five years later, okay? ASU fans, they don't feel bad about it, but I know we've we've gotten a little bit into the mud. There's probably some ASU fans listening or watching like, why are we talking about Herm Edwards? Well, because let's be real. It's a what if. You have to look back at the history of this program, I think, to understand where it is going, right? That's with all things. Where is Arizona State headed? I couldn't tell you right this second, but I can tell you now, November 14th, 2023, they're better than they were on November 11th or November 12th, 2023, because Ray Anderson isn't in charge. He doesn't have the authority now to give the keys to the football program, the basketball program, whatever, to a friend, right? Now, there are certain times when that's okay, and there are certain times, like Ralph said on yesterday's show, where you just don't do it. And when it's for a position of this magnitude, that is not it. Look, we're going to be talking about potential candidates for the Arizona State Athletic Director job at a certain point in the, the week, right? But I do want to get to where ASU fans are at now, right? I think there were a lot of people that really felt at home with what Ralph Ampson had to say on yesterday's podcast. And I think it is absolutely fair and absolutely true with what he said. And I think he was able to articulate the way that ASU fans truly do feel. And let's be real, there's confidence now. There's not an athletic director in place and there is more confidence in the athletic program right now than there was when there was an athletic director in charge. What does that tell you about the way the fan base felt about the administration, right? When there is more confidence without an athletic director than there is with one, that tells you that this place certainly can be great, that Arizona State can be on the map. It can be a place like where Florida State is right now with a coach that should be here in Mike Norvell. They can be that, right? They can see college football stardom. They can get to a place where the baseball program is poaching coaches from a place like Notre Dame, right? Or they can go out there and they can be a, a ferocious opponent when it comes to Olympic sports, okay? So the confidence is valid. And I encourage everybody that's an ASU fan, if you listen to the PHNX Sun Devil Show, I had the opportunity to, to listen to Ralph Sun Devil Spaces on Twitter that he hosts about once a week. And the first time I sat in there, I listened. And if you're an Arizona State fan, if you are in the Arizona State administration, if you are a former player, if you are whatever, and you're tied to ASU, dude, I seriously highly encourage you once a week to go in there, go into that Twitter spaces, the Sun Devil spaces that Ralph hosts, and just listen. 
because I did that last night and there are seriously some phenomenal ideas that they have in that space hosted by Ralph that quite literally could be legit ideas to help put ASU back on the map. A big thing that I took from, from last night's spaces, and guys chime in and let me know how you feel about this. In terms of getting the ASU fan base and getting the state of Arizona to quote-unquote activate the Valley the way that Kenny Dillingham wants to do, I think you have to start with making ASU versus U of A a question that everybody in Arizona has to answer. And Ralph said it perfectly. Doesn't care about the NBA. Doesn't care about the, the GOAT debate, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, right? But because it's something that every single person has been questioned with, at some point, he's got to have a side. He may not care about it, but he's got an answer to that question. And everybody in Arizona should have that same question as it relates to Arizona and Arizona State. Whether you care or not, there should be a subconscious thing in your head of, I live in Arizona. Am I a wildcat? Am I a sun devil? And that should be a life thing, right? Whether you go to the university or not, yes, you are going to lose fans to Arizona, right? Of course, you are going to certainly have people that choose to become Arizona Wildcats just based off of that conversation. But imagine the poll now that you have and imagine the amount of student athletes, students, families, friends, future stars that opt to be Arizona State Sun Devils just because you opted to ask that question, right? That is seriously something that I think Ralph nailed last night. And again, that's just one of the many things that I think Arizona State fans can, can get in on, right? It's a community. And that's something that I think was lacking when Ray Anderson was the athletic director. It was lacking when Herm Edwards was the head coach. And I'm not saying that that's the fans' fault. I'm saying that because of the product, because of the way that the ship was ran, because of the way that the hiring went down, because of the way that Herm Edwards left Arizona State, that is why there are so many ASU fans out there that they're closeted ASU fans, right? Or why so many donors didn't want to pony up for NIL, right? Is simply because there were that many people that did not agree with what Ray Anderson stood for, with the way that he handled the Herm Edwards situation, with the way he handled the basketball situation. And that's gone now, right? So I think the first part of it, the first part of ASU from a fan base getting to that point, getting to where, again, a Florida state is, because I think that's what Arizona State can be. The first part of that from a fan perspective is saying, okay, what can I do? The coaching staff, again, we're talking as it relates specifically to football here, okay? Football is on the right track. The coaching staff, Kenny Dillingham, Brian Ward, et cetera, these are the guys that are going to lead Arizona State in the right direction. I fully believe that. Okay, as somebody who's covered multiple football programs, multiple head coaches, and I truly believe Kenny Dillingham has what it takes to put Arizona State in the position that Mike Norvell has put Florida State in. Okay, however, it's going to take more than just the product on the field. NIL is real. The transfer portal is real right now, and the product on the field can only do so much, right? So you look at the Sun Angel Collective right after Ray Anderson announced his resignation the other day, the Sun Angel Collective saw as many signups as they've ever seen on a single day yesterday. They broke a record the day that Ray Anderson's resignation came in. What does that say to Michael Crow in the administration about how fans felt about the program? The people are out there to help get this place on the map. All you gotta do is listen, okay? Leave your comfy, cushy office for once. Don't go to your innovative whatever, whatever conference you have. How about you just have maybe a little bit of a round table or you have a Q&A, right? A town hall with ASU fans, huh? How about that? Because I guarantee you ASU fans would feel a little bit more connected to the administration if they at least knew that there was somebody with power acknowledging the way that they felt, right? So again, from a fan perspective, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, 
go open your checkbook. But I'm saying open, open and move toward the conversation, right? Whether that be here with the, the PHNX Sun Devils podcast, whether that be with Sun Devil Spaces, right? Whether that be going out to the football games, the basketball games, the volleyball games, the hockey games. It get back to Arizona State means something, right? That's, I think, how the fans can impact this. And that's, I think, how they can maybe potentially have a poll in terms of who becomes the next athletic director at Arizona State is simply by showing up with that voice, okay? Sun Devil Spaces last night, I think, had 80-plus people. What if it has 90-plus the next week? What if it has 110-plus the following week? What if it has 200 the week after that? Same thing with this show. Right, If you have 20 people watching, then you have 50 people watching, then you have 100 people watching, and then it's the same thing with the games, right? Okay, we got 20,000. What if we had 25,000? What if we have 40,000, right? It's strength in numbers here. And at a certain point, you have to look at the Ray Anderson resignation. You look at the timing of it. You look at NIL. You look at all that stuff. Timing, yes, is a part of it. But strength in numbers played a role in Ray Anderson's resignation. If the UCLA stuff doesn't happen, if ASU doesn't get that win and there isn't a congregation of fans yelling at Ray only to cheer on Kenny after a 10-point victory at the Rose Bowl, what if that never happens, right? Ray Anderson, I think at that moment, truly understood that there was no coming back from the Herm Edwards situation. That's over. It's behind us, right? Herm Edwards, Ray Anderson, they're, they're, they're not here, Okay. I feel like I'm a father talking to their kids that have just come to me saying that there's monsters under the bed. Well, I'm here to let you know, little Timmy, okay? The monster named Ray and the monster Herm, they're not under your bed anymore. They're not in the closet, okay? You don't got to worry about it. They're not Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc. The monsters are gone. You can sleep well knowing that they are out of the house. So when the monsters are gone, go to sleep. Enjoy the fact that Arizona State has rid themselves of that and be excited for what's to come. And where can you do that? Again, you could do it here. You could do it in Sun Devil Spaces. There are plenty of ways that you can activate your fandom the way that Kenny is trying to activate the Valley, whether that be showing up to games, whether that be rocking merch, whether that be actually donating money to the Sun Angel Collective. There are a million and five different ways that Arizona State can get back on the map and that you can actually help do that, right? There's certainly a way to do it. LTC in the chat, I wonder what our guy DePause feels about the recent news. I don't know, man. I know the way Shane feels about it, and I'll tell you what, I feel I feel uh, pretty similar to the way Shane and, and Ralph feel about it. I know Sean has been on the show for a while and kind of defended uh, Ray. I don't think he'd do it at this point. Um, but, again, maybe add him on social media, see what he has to say about the whole situation. Guys, Willing to bet that he has some pretty strong feeling, pretty oh, yeah. strong opinions either way. Oh, yeah, he's got strong opinions about quite literally everything. Look, if you're here to talk ASU football, that's what we're going to do here in a second. Going to give you guys some updates on quarterback Jaden Rashada, him back at practice today. Before I do that, we were talking about Sean DePaz and the wildly strong opinions that he has. I know he has a really strong opinion about Wink, and so do we, guys. It's been a hectic week already, and it's only Tuesday for ASU fans. So maybe if you need to take it down a notch, I'd say go to your fridge, go to your local dispo, grab yourself a Wink. If you don't know what a Wink is, it's a little seltzer, quite literally two and a half milligram, five milligram cans, uh, and it has just a Wink of THC. You are going to go from a 10 if you're there to probably a seven or an eight. You're going to kick your feet up. And you are going to do exactly like I said. Enjoy the fact that Ray Anderson is no longer the athletic director at Arizona State. Wink has a perfect THC to CBD balance, guys. They call it the golden ratio because there's an equal dose of CBD. And CBD is like THC's laid-back friend who keeps the party from going off the rails. You know we always need that here at PHNX. Guys, Wink's available in either 2.5 milligram or 5 milligram cans. You can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. You can also save money online by going to drinkwink.com and use that code PHNX for 20% off. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I get high or I have made my, myself a Wink, I tend to get the munchies a little bit, okay? I tend to go in my cupboard and I usually grab things that they taste good, yes, but they're not necessarily the best for me. Maybe they're overloaded on carbs, okay? Well, Hero Bread, 
They've got the answer to your munchie problem, and they're doing it in a way that is pretty good for you to taste pretty solid, guys. Hero makes sliced breads, buns, tortillas that are available on Hero.co and Amazon. Let's say you got a leftover hamburger in your fridge. You just had a wink. You're like, damn, that burger sounds good. Maybe opt to put it on a Hero bread bun because they are high in fiber and have ultra low net carbs and or zero sugar per slice. Not to mention fewer calories in the leading national brand and five to 10 milligrams or five to 10 grams, sorry, protein per serving. That is absolutely huge when you're looking at maybe something, again, as a little bit of a munchie. Hero Bread uh, is offering listeners 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use that code PHNX to save on Hero Bread today. That is hero.co to save 10% to I do want to get to a super chat that we have from our boy Donald, $4.99, fire Bo Baldwin, $5 a week or every week until he is gone. Look, Bo, I don't think is going anywhere, to be honest with you. I don't think Bo Baldwin is getting the can at the end of the season. Um, I know this coaching staff is really committed to the product that they are trying to build, um, and I think it would take a, a mess of a situation for Bo to ultimately uh, get the can. And again, I think a lot of these guys are bought into the idea that this is not just a one-year show, right? This is something that is certainly going to take some time. Um, And Bo Baldwin in year one as the offensive coordinator, obviously been relieved of his play calling duties. Not great, right? Not a great situation. Uh, But again, they truly want to keep consistency with what they are doing next season and the season after that. And that kind of segues perfectly, right? Because what is ASU football from an offensive perspective trying to do next year? Well, they're trying to improve Jaden Rashada's game. They're trying to get him back on the field. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Jaden Rashada because we had a tweet that came across social media this morning. Didn't have the chance to go to practice, but this is what we have over at ASU's practice, guys. Are you kidding me? We've got Noah Furtado tweeting an ASU staffer this morning, quote, He's back. Quarterback Jaden Rashada taking team period snaps for the first time in eight weeks today. Quarterback one, Jaden Rashada back at practice. Now, I know he was practicing in some capacity last week ahead of ASU's game against UCLA. Look, let's be real. From what I was told and what I saw, there was never really a chance that he was going to step into the action against UCLA. From my understanding, it's still up in the air if we are going to see Jaden Rashada against Oregon, or if we'll see him at any point through the remainder of the season, because you have to ask the question, is it worth Jaden Rashada maybe going back in and playing these last two games or playing one of these games if he is not 100% recovered from this injury, right? If you're an ASU fan, now I know there's a lot of people that have a lot more confidence in the football program and in really Arizona State Athletics after Ray Anderson has been um, relieved of his duties, right? Or I guess resigning. I will say, just like I say in post-game shows where the team and the players need to get from, oh, we're super here because we won, or ooh, we're down here because we lost and they need to get back to even keel, I think that is something ASU fans are going to need to do when they ask themselves the question of, does Jaden Rashada need to play? against Oregon? Does he need to play against Arizona, right? You obviously want the, ooh, I want Arizona State to beat Oregon. Of course, of course. But is it worth the risk of putting Jaden Rashada back in the game this late in the season, recovering from an injury, right? That is certainly something to consider. Now, Jaden Rashada, even though he hasn't played in uh, the majority of the season, he still leads ASU in several categories. I do want to let you guys into this, this lovely graphic that we have just to take a look as to what Jaden Rashada was able to accomplish in his few games that he did play this season. So this is what QB1 was able to do in his time. He had a 56.7 completion percentage. He threw for 403 passing yards. He had three passing touchdowns, one interception, and he had a quarterback rating of 126.3. Right, so Jaden Rashada still leads the team in passing touchdowns. In terms of passing yards, he's obviously been passed. But while Jaden Rashada was out there, specifically in non-conference play, you look at what he was able to accomplish in some of those games. Right, Arizona State looked like they had everything going for them 
in those first couple games. Obviously, the Oklahoma State game didn't go the way that everybody would have liked it to. But in those two games, the offense looked like it had a little bit of fire. It looked like it had a little bit of juice, right? And now you got Kenny calling the plays. That could certainly change things. Kenny Dillingham wasn't calling the plays when Jaden Rashada was playing the season. Rashada only played in two games. Obviously, the Southern Utah win where ASU won 24-21. Rashada went 18-31 for 236 yards, two touchdowns, no INTs, a quarterback rating of a buck 43.3. Rashada looked like the answer, specifically in the first half of that game, right? And then Oklahoma State didn't go ASU's way. The offense looked stagnant. ASU lost that game 27 to 15. Rashada went 16 to 29 for a buck 67, completed 55% of his passes, had a touchdown in INT, was sacked three times, still had a quarterback rating of 108. So you have to take into consideration that Jaden Rashada has only gotten those two games under his belt, but the way that ASU has looked with him at the helm has been better. And the way that the team has looked with Kenny Dillingham calling the plays has looked better. But we haven't seen an Arizona State team yet or an Arizona State offense that looks like that is that, right? That is Jaden Rashada at quarterback with Kenny Dillingham calling the plays. Sharon in the chat, he could play two more games. If he plays the last two, he is still redshirted. Now, again, my question is, is it worth it? Donald in the chat, is the redshirt really worth preserving? Especially if he blows up the next two years, he's leaving anyways. So why preserve it in my humble opinion? Well, what if he doesn't, right? What if it does take another full year or another half year for Jane Rashada to, to get it, right? To fully grasp Division One college football, to truly grasp this offense because it's complicated, right? Well, then you'd love to have that redshirt in the back of your pocket. I think Kenny is going to do what is absolutely best for this program. And I know they are going to be keeping this uh, close to the vest all week long uh, because let's be real, Kenny Dillingham wants to beat the Oregon Ducks more than I think anybody in that facility wants to beat Oregon. He's going to say it's another game. It's coach speak. Let's be real. If, if you were at a job that you ultimately left and you got a higher position at another job and you had the opportunity to compete against those same people, you're going to want to compete and you're going to want to win, right? More than if you were competing against anybody else because what does Dion say? It's personal. This one's personal for Kenny, right? The same way that the Brian Ward win over Washington State was personal for them, right? That former defensive coordinator, A.J. Cooper, a couple of players as well. This one is going to be personal for Kenny Dillingham in Oregon. If, if I was giving a percentage on it on Tuesday, and again, these things are going to change as the week goes on. That's why I highly encourage you guys to listen to PHNX Sun Devils every single day because there is new news, new updates that come out every single day. I would give it probably a 70-30 shot, 70 in, in favor of Rashada not playing, but you don't know how he's progressing. Again, I will be sure to keep everybody updated all week long on Jaden Rashada's status if it is trending toward him being quarterback one. Alexander in the chat, these are valuable games and experience for a young quarterback with nothing really to lose besides an injury risk, so I'm all for it if he is healthy. Yeah, I think that's, again, another big thing is you have to weigh the medical side versus what Jaden is telling you. Is Jaden saying, hey, I'm 100%, put me in, and then what does the medical staff say, right? Does the medical staff still say he's a week or two away regardless of them wanting to potentially push him um, to get those game reps? Mm -hmm. that's something that the coaching staff certainly has to weigh. Donald in the chat, him and Troy O'Meer has, let's see. Oh, it's blocking it. Him and Troy O'Meer has come along. Oh, wow, I just can't read. Him and how Troy O'Meer has come along could be amazing. Wow, yeah, Donald, I don't know why, but you really stumbled me with that one on that. Certainly, I, I, I think the idea that Jaden Rashada simply developing by himself is something that ASU fans are toying with and playing with. But imagine the growth and the synergy that maybe some of these wideouts could have with Jaden Rashada next year. You're getting some of these guys back, right? I think these reps, yes, would be huge for Jaden Rashada, but imagine what these reps could do for his rhythm, for his consistency, with his relationship 
with some of these wideouts that are certainly going to be Sun Devils next year. And when you're trying to make the pitch next year or in the offseason to keep some of these guys, right? Saying that, hey, you know Jaden Rashada. You've played with Jaden Rashada. He's throwing you touchdowns, right? We've won games with him at QB1. Why not come back? On top of the fact that the Sun Angel Collective is doing everything in their power, a couple initiatives that are still on their way out, I've been told, right? Could definitely lead Arizona State to a successful offseason, could lead Arizona State to a successful spring season, and then obviously you're looking at the fall of 2024 with the potential of Jaden Rashada back at QB1. Being a red shirt, he's still got plenty of eligibility. You've now convinced guys to come back. Why? Because of NIL, because you've got your QB1. You've got guys in the transfer portal coming from X, Y, and Z because they've seen the way Brian Ward's defense plays. They've seen the need that ASU has and Sage have, the offensive line coach they have up front right? This is a desirable spot. Jaden Rashada is the linchpin to a lot of this moving forward. So the decision to play Jaden Rashada against Oregon, if that happens, or the decision to play Jaden Rashada against U of A is a decision that is far more complicated than simply, is he healthy, right? It goes far beyond that. And that's something that as fans, Yes, it may be a little bit easier to grasp uh, and, and discuss, but when you're Kenny and Bo and Jaden and Harlan making this decision, right, or trying to figure out where ASU goes from here, that's something that is far deeper than I think a lot of fans are truly able to grasp uh, because it does have an impact directly on the future of this program. And now with the opening at AD, it does have an impact on Kenny Dillingham. Somebody said it on yesterday's show or off camera. Kenny Dillingham is a fan favorite, right? But let's be real. He was Ray Anderson's guy, okay? The new athletic director, they might be a little bit stricter in terms of the timeline that they want to see Arizona State succeed, okay? Now, ultimately, Jaden Rashada's spot at quarterback what he does from that position and the impact it has on the football team is certainly more important now than it was a week ago, right? So these are little things that certainly need to be considered. But regardless of who is playing quarterback at Arizona State, I know there's a lot of ASU fans that are going to want to bet on this game, whether you're emotionally hedging, whether you've got so much confidence that you're saying, screw it, I'm taking Arizona State money line. The right place to do that is DraftKings, guys. And now if you're not betting on college sports, that's totally fine. Maybe you want to bet on the NFL, and I'm with you. I cannot believe we are this deep into the NFL season. And DraftKings is doing everything in their power to make every game count. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Guys, get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, download the app now and use that code PHNX. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with that code PHNX. The crown is yours. Now, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Licensee Partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Now, one thing that I was talking with uh, uh, with a couple different people at the office was whoever the athletic director is at Arizona State, their introductory press conference needs to have one thing. And chime in, in the chat if you disagree or if you agree with me. They need to have some mention of a new basketball arena. They need to have some mention of a new basketball arena. I am totally okay with Desert Financial, DFA still being the name partner. Absolutely. I think that's certainly what's going to happen. But ASU fans are longing for a new basketball arena, right? That is exactly what they want. I'm cool with y'all still calling it DFA because right here at PHNX, we love Desert Financial. They are the official retail banking partner 
of Arizona State University. Guys, for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. And now is the time to show your ASU team spirit now more than ever. Open a free checking account online and get $200 plus your choice of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. Go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. Now, we've talked a little bit about what if, if Ray Anderson wouldn't have hired Herm Edwards. And I think we have a good idea as to where this program would be at this point, right? Well, we can't live in the past forever. So we've talked a little bit about the present in terms of Jaden Rashada and could we see him play this week. And now it's time to talk a little more about the present and maybe the potential future because we're going to go ahead and get into our Pac-12 POW rankings for this week. And we have a lot shuffling around, not necessarily at the top, but definitely the bottom. Let's go ahead and start with the top, though. Washington stays put at number one. The Oregon Ducks, who are going to be coming to Tempe to take on Kenny Dillingham, they stay at number one. Two, Utah, they are number three. Now, look, I know that Utah lost to Washington this past week. It was a one-score game. I am not going to penalize a Utah team that's been playing with their backup quarterback all season long because I think this Utah team is certainly a solid program. But number four, this is this is the game that I'm super pumped to see this week, right, is you're going to get the Arizona Wildcats and you're going to get the Utah Utes this weekend. Does Arizona show up and actually take down one of the three best teams in the Pac-12? Potentially, if they do, I mean, Jed Fish has arrived at that point. Noah Fatata, uh, Noah Fafita, he has absolutely arrived if Arizona is able to take down Utah. At number five on this list, we got Oregon State. I don't know if you guys saw, Oregon State committed a crime uh, against Stanford this past weekend. They scored 62 points. Stanford looked like they were playing Pop Warner football against a college team. It looked like one of those old memes where they have at halftime an NFL stadium full of mascots just beating up on little kids. That's exactly what Oregon State versus Stanford looked like this past weekend. Cal at six, I can't believe that the Cal Bears are ahead of the USC Trojans, but that's where we're at this Pac-12 season. Look, Cal's offense looked better. Cal's defense looks good as well. I've got him at number six, and that hurts. USC at seven. Oh, my goodness, Lincoln. Lincoln, Riley, Caleb Williams, and the shit show that is going down in Los Angeles. You disappointing, disappointing little man. I just can't believe what USC was doing this season. How? How? How do you have the best college football player in the last, I don't know, 10 years, and you find a way to not even be in the top 25. You've wasted, you've wasted an entire year with a Heisman quarterback because Alex Grinch, your defensive coordinator, couldn't stop anything. Are you kidding me? There was a stat where they give up like 250 plus points in a six game span. If I'm Caleb Williams, I'm going into Lincoln Riley's office every single week and I am turning in my jersey. Because, Coach, I can only score so many damn points. And because it took Lincoln Riley the majority of the season to fire Alex Grinch, that's why USC sits at seven. The UCLA Bruins, they're at eight. And my goodness, did they get embarrassed by the Arizona State Sun Devils. More specifically, they got embarrassed by Kenny Dillingham. Kenny Dillingham was bullying them. That's what he was doing. All week long, when he was coming up with his game plan, he was probably laughing his ass off that Chip Kelly was going to have to find a way to stop it. Are you actually joking me? If you watch that game, you are sitting there like, this isn't football. This is not football what I'm watching. On defense, yeah, ASU was playing phenomenal defense. But on offense, it was, oh, we're just messing around. (laughs) We're just going to try this and see if it works. And Chip Kelly's team was so bad that... It actually worked, and ASU won 17-7. to Are you kidding me? That's why UCLA is falling. Wazoo, they're at number nine. Uh, look, this is it's crazy to me that at this point in the season, Wazoo was at one point an AP Top 25 team because they've looked pretty much like garbage ever since they lost to Arizona. I know Arizona fans are going to be claiming it as their own, and sure, you can have it, but Washington State has been pretty awful 
um, the last handful of weeks. Arizona State, they move up from 12 to 10 because, like I said, Kenny Dillingham, if you go to the dictionary and you type in uh, genius, it's a photo of that guy right there. Kenny Dillingham is that guy. He's got the football mind. And if you are somebody who loves football, right, and you love the game and you are trying to talk yourself into Kenny Dillingham is the guy for Arizona State. Kenny Dillingham's roster has been so decimated with injuries that this season, quite literally, the tight end was the starting quarterback at the Rose Bowl. The running back has been the best punter all season long for this team. Kenny Dillingham is making a five-course meal with the shit that they put in a Lunchable. That's exactly how Kenny Dillingham is doing it. And that's why if you're an ASU fan, you should be sitting there being like, huh, if he can make me a prime rib steak with potatoes and veggies and a nice glass of wine, if he could do that with the shit that they put in a Lunchable, imagine what he could do when you give him some grade A beef, right? That's where NIL, where the AD, where all that stuff comes into play. But Chef Kenny, he's been cooking. And he cooked last Saturday, and that's why ASU is up to 10. Colorado, you're number 11. All the CU fans are going to be coming at my mentions on Twitter when they see that I've got Colorado at 11 and ASU at 10. Look, I'm going to be real, y'all. Colorado has not looked very good. Colorado has not looked good the last few weeks. They didn't look good when they played Arizona State. And if it wasn't for a the last minute of that game, we're going to OT, and we don't know how that one's going to shake out. But... Let's be real, right? Let's let's talk about the facts. Colorado had an awesome win to start the season against TCU, right or wrong, right? Everybody was talking about the, the team in Colorado that was able to go out there and beat a team that was in the college football playoff just a year before. Mind you, a team in the college football playoff that got absolutely dog-walked by Georgia and then lost all of their players, okay? So how has TCU fared the entire season? Because everybody was talking about, oh, that's a big win. That's a TCU win. Well, TCU's four and six, okay? They're ninth in the Big 12, okay? They suck this year. Colorado, congratulations. You had the season opening win on the road against TCU. Then what? Then you beat Nebraska. Well, let's see. How good is Nebraska football right now? Because I can tell you, they're not too damn good either. The Cornhuskers, they're five and five, okay? Yes, they're second in the Big 10 West, but they haven't done shit. Michigan. A team that is one of the best in the nation kicked the shit out of Nebraska, 45-7. to Okay, what about the losses to Michigan State, who's not a good team, or the loss to Maryland, where they only put up 10 points, right? Or the loss to Minnesota, where they only put up 10 points. Nebraska, not a good team. Okay, and then who? Then you beat Colorado State. You beat your rival. Uh, last I checked, they almost beat you on that one, and then you have the win over Arizona State, whereas Arizona State has won two of their last three, right? Two of their last three with a chance to go out there and do something that Colorado wasn't capable of doing in beating Oregon and beating Arizona. Now, I'm not standing here telling you that Arizona State is going to go out there and beat Oregon or go out there and beat Arizona. I'm going to tell you right now, though, Arizona State is going to keep it closer than Colorado did against Oregon. I, I would guarantee it. Absolutely guarantee that Arizona State keeps that game with Oregon closer than Colorado did. So that's why Arizona State is 10 and Colorado is 11. And then Stanford, the Pop Warner players themselves, you guys fall to number 11 or number 12. Pardon me. Uh, look, man, that you just got to be done. You're, yeah, you just last year, last year when we did power rankings, man, we opted to not even put a 12th team and we just put something that we thought deserved entry into the Pac-12. So I'm not going to even talk about Stanford being the worst in the conference. I'm just going to put Bubbles. Bubbles is actually the 12th thing um, in the Pac-12 this week because Bubbles are awesome and Stanford's not. That's Let's just keep it real. Bubbles up here. Stanford Cardinal right here. And Stanford Tree all the way to the damn floor. Guys, head to the comments. Let me know what you think of this week's Pac-12 Power Rankings. Also, if you've been with us the entire time, we appreciate you. Hit that like button, and I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Game Time. Look, I started off this show telling you how you guys can get involved in helping Arizona State take that next step, right? 
whether that be donating, whether that be the Sun Angel Collective, whether that be simply rocking an Arizona State shirt. How about the granddaddy of them all going out to the games and actually supporting Arizona State Athletics? Now you're sitting there and you're like, Anthony, I've been trying to figure out how to do this, but I don't know where to get my tickets. And I'm here to tell you, game time is the place for you. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Now we're going to do a little science experiment here, right? Because there's probably people like, okay, well, like how much are the tickets? Okay, well, let me tell you how much they are. Because on game time, pretty much everything is cheap as hell. Their main goal, guys, is quite literally to help people who are procrastinating, aka you and me, get tickets at an affordable price. Now, if you're looking to go watch ASU football take on Oregon this weekend, you can do so and you can do so for $19. $19 is going to get you into Sun Devil Stadium to watch Arizona State upset Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. Okay? Go check out Game Time. Get your tickets. If you want great seating for affordable prices, Game Time is the place for you guys. Snagging the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download that Game Time app and create an account and use that code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. And redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, when you're on your way to the game, stop at your nearest Circle K, fill up on gas because they've got a great deal for you that I'm honestly surprised that they are still running. But they've got a new free membership program where you guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, which is great. Not to mention, you could save three cents per gallon every single day. That adds up, okay? And they're taking it a step further. You guys are going to get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, whether that be pizza, whether that be coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. And if you don't want any of that, they've got some great deals inside your local Circle K for energy drinks, for sports drinks, for snacks. They have it all over at Circle K. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Now, there is one thing that I wanted to get to that I tweeted last night as it relates to the search for an athletic director. I know there was a lot of people that have already tossed around the name of Rocky Harris as potentially being a candidate for that Arizona State spot. Now, Rocky Harris, the current U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee Chief of Sport and Athlete Services. Um, I'm here to tell you that a source has told PHNX Sports that the timing um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and the timing specifically wouldn't work due to Harris's duties for the 2024 Paris Olympics. So as it relates to Rocky Harris, it doesn't sound like from what I've heard um, that he is going to be in the running for that Arizona State athletic director spot. So I know that probably sucks for a lot of people, given the fact that at one point, Rocky Harris was an Arizona State alum, right? And then Rocky Harris um, did have a part in the administration at a certain point. He was ASU's chief operating officer. Don't expect Rocky Harris to be the next Arizona State Athletic Director. But before we get out of here, hit that like button. We appreciate everybody. Again, if you're listening on audio, if you're watching live, or if you've just tuned in for the last couple of seconds, we really, really do appreciate you guys. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. Go to the PHNX Locker because we have some really, really dope merch. We've got this new Corbin Carroll t-shirt. Danielle, I know you are a baseball junkie. This shirt, unlike anything we have. It's the best shirt we've released. Yeah. And it's not not particularly close. Nothing against the the other stuff. It's all great. You should go go visit phnxlocker.com. Yeah. Uh but uh this one this one's on another level. Definitely go check it out. Also, we've got the PHNX Rising shirt rising to the top. Definitely go take a look at that one again. Shout out Phoenix Rising for winning that cup. I know uh the the PHNX Rising crew with Max uh, in Owen, they have been on one for the last few days after they had won that. So definitely go give them some love again. If you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at PHNX underscore sign You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Danielle at Abraca Danielle. Guys, no show on Wednesday. I will have an inter for you, interview for you guys on Thursday that you're going to want to check out on Thursday. We're also going to be talking uh, ASU basketball because we've got an ASU basketball game and maybe we can get into some of the candidates for this Arizona State athletic director position. But again, thank you guys so much. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Two things before we get out of here. Go Devils and peace.